Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing our examination. Book of Daniel, in the 11th chapter of Daniel. And in the previous episode, we looked at verses 36 and 37. I want to start there, and then we'll press on forward, okay? 36 says this. Then the king will do as he pleases, and he will exalt and magnify himself above every god, and will speak monstrous things against the God of gods. And he will prosper until the indignation is finished. For that which is decreed will be done. He will show no regard for the gods of his fathers or for the desire of women, nor will he show regard for any other god, for he will magnify himself above them all. So we looked at this in the previous episode or two. Uh, This is a power, this is a struggle within the heavenly realms that's empowered by those within the heavenly realm. You'll see more about that throughout the scripture. Now verse 38. But instead, he will honor a God of fortresses, a God whom his forefathers did not know. He will honor him with gold, silver, costly stones, and treasures. So the big point of verses 36-37 is this guy's going to do monstrous things and he's going to magnify himself and that he's going to worship a God. He's going to do what he wants to. He's not going to pay any attention to the gods of his forefathers or even the gods of that time. And that he's going to now regard a God. Okay? Going to regard a God as the God of fortresses. The God of forces is what the Hebrew word literally means. And he's going to worship this God. And it's a God that his forefathers did not know. That may be an interesting hint right there as to uh, who this person is and who his forefathers were. But he says he's going to honor this God with gold, silver, costly stones, and treasures. Now verse 39. He will take action against the strongest of forces with the help of a foreign God. So let me see what the other translations. Uh, Lexham says he will deal with a fortified stronghold with the help of a foreign God. Okay. The idea, King James is great. Thus shall he do in the most strongholds with a strange God. So it's a strange foreign God that he's going to be worshiping, that's going to be empowering him. Verse 39 continues. He will give great honor to those who acknowledge him and will cause them to rule over the many. And will parcel out land for a price. <laughs> Sounds familiar, doesn't it? As a matter of fact, I was just reading an article right before I started this uh, episode of uh, one of the political candidates uh, in the United States that had uh, made a promise to somebody, okay, you endorse me and you get this. And it's totally against the law. I mean, the article actually included the link of the statute that, that very clearly states that you can't do that. If you're of one political party... Um, you can do that all day long. Nobody's going to pay any attention. If you're of another political party, there's going to be yelling and screaming within the media how you're cheating that you should be jailed. Okay, Nothing new about it. This person right here is going to cause many people to rule. I mean, cause rule over many people. Okay, 
So he's going to put rulers in place, and he's going to divide the land, and he's going to do it for gain. He's going to do it for a price. Verse 40. At the end time, notice that we have a timing element again. At the end time, what the end time of what? Well, the ESV says at the time of the end. Lakeson says at the time of the end. So we're talking about in the last days, at the time of the end of this timeline that we're in right now, at the end time, the king of the south will collide with him, and the king of the north will storm against him with chariots, with horsemen, and with many ships, and he will enter countries, overflow them, and pass through. Hmm, notice anything interesting there? At the end of the time, the king of the south will collide against him, and the king of the north will, will storm against him. So the king of the north and the king of the south are coming against this one. So, you know, before we've seen this thing, it's been like, okay, you got the king of the north, you got the king of the south, king of the north, king of the south. Now the north and the south are both against this, this one. Verse 41 tells us, He will also enter the beautiful land, and many countries will fall, but these will be rescued out of his hand. Edom, Moab, and the foremost of the sons of Ammon are going to be rescued out of this person's hand. And you think, well, that must be because of good things they've done, right? Well, no, not necessarily. God's got an extra special plan for them. Modern-day Edom, Moab, and the foremost of the sons of Ammon is Jordan. Modern-day Jordan. So just keep your eyes on that, okay? Verse 42. Then he will stretch out his hands against other countries, and the land of Egypt will not escape. But he will gain control over the hidden treasures of gold and silver and over all the precious things of Egypt. And Libyans and Ethiopians will follow at his heel. So what we see here is that this one's going to come in. He's going to gain control over the northern part of Africa. And the hidden treasures of gold, <clears throat> silver, precious things. And it's Egypt, it's Libya, Ethiopians. Those are the lands that we're familiar with today. Now, the last two verses of chapter 11. But rumors from the east and from the north will disturb him, and he will go forth with great wrath to destroy and annihilate many. He will pitch the tents of his royal pavilion between the seas and the beautiful mountain, or the beautiful holy mountain. Yet he will come to his end, and no one will help him. So you have a very uh, <coughs> graphic, detailed explanation of what's going to happen with this one. He's going to have victory in northern Africa, but then rumors from the east and rumors from the north are really, really going to disturb him. So he's going to come back with great wrath, and he's going to try to destroy and annihilate many people. He's actually going to pitch a tent where his royal palace, his pavilion is going to be, is between the seas and the beautiful holy mountain. So it's going to be between a beautiful holy mountain, which is Jerusalem, the Dead Sea, and the Mediterranean Sea. He's going to put himself there. Yet, the word tells us he will come to an end, and no one will come to help him. This detail here in uh, Daniel chapter 11 is absolutely amazing. This is the uh, divine being being sent by the Most High God to give Daniel insight 
in words and wisdom. Now, in the final minute right here, let me just go a little ahead right here. That's the end of the 11th chapter, but remember there's no chapter division or versification in the original of these things. Chapters 10, 11, 12 flow. Chapter 12, verse 1 says, Now, at that time, at what time? At this time that we were just speaking of. Okay? At this time right here. And this is really, really important to understand. We'll talk about it in, the, in more episodes as we go. Notice the timing. All the way through, you see the timing. You see the timing. We're told at the beginning of the 12th chapter, at this time, something's going to happen. We will check that out in the next episode. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much uh, for your time. Uh, as always, if you have an opportunity, share with other folks about these times together, okay? Show them how to access the podcast. If the Lord moves upon your heart, go to my website, just dalemore.tv. And if you're able to support us and help share in these times and support in various ways, you'll see on the front page of the blog a place to do that. I'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye.